Hey mamas, it's Danielle here and we're having another episode of Go Ahead Mama. As you know, Kate's out there having babies. Kate, come back. We miss you. But in the meantime, I have the amazing Crystal High on the line with me. Crystal, how are you doing? I know. That, was, that was me being my own peanut gallery. That's what that was. <laughs> I feel like it's always appropriate to scream loudly when someone says your name. And that's also what my son believes. He <laughs> likes to scream my name very loudly. Mommy! Oh my Mommy! gosh. Mommy! Well, listen, everyone that's listening, you're going to hear a lot of like, oh my gosh. And yes. Because Crystal and I are buddies from DC around the time I met Kate. So, you know, DC was a good time for me meeting amazing women. And it so happens that I was Facebook stalking her and she has a little bundle, a little bundle of awesome goodness. I so I was like, Crystal, come on the show. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. My bundle started a new school today. It's so amazing because he had like a mini meltdown yesterday. He's Aww. like, I don't want to go to my old school. I want to go to my new school. Because he, he, he was hype about being able to carry his own lunch. Oh, okay. So that lunch was exciting. Box. What was yes. in the lunchbox? Let's talk about what was in the lunchbox. Oh my God. So first of all, this is like the cutest lunchbox that I've ever seen, <laughs> right? Because it's like a bento box inside of like this little cloth camouflage brightly colored something okay so they're like seven containers filled with magic and love so he had what he had he had like turkey pepperoni and cheese and pickles and fruit and yogurt and variety seeds he had such variety like I was getting hungry making his lunch last night I was like (laughs) can I eat the baby's food you can eat the baby's food you can I mean I I learned that the hard way yeah. Yeah. I learned it the hard way yesterday because he was like, Mama, you want to eat some of my popsicle? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, taste it. I'm like, no. <laughs> He's, like, no. He's like, taste it. Taste okay. it now. Right. Because oh we gosh. want a drooled on popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best type of popsicle. Do you didn't know? It's extra flavor. <laughs> it is extra flavor. So, yes. Um, Crystal, with all of this foolishness we're talking, we're, we're trying to pretend like you're not amazing, okay? So, Crystal is one of those amazing people that just does amazing things. So, outside of being, like, this amazing strategic consulting mind, okay, that's just basically changing the way people message themselves with philanthropy and racial justice and social justice movements. She's also the visionary behind the amazing website, Politic 365. And you have to go check it out. It's going to give you all of angles in this world of politics, what's going on in DC and angles that are coming from diverse backgrounds. So that is something that we can talk about. We're going to talk about all of her amazing endeavors, but right now, Let's talk about her being a mama. So, <gasps> mama! The question I ask all of the people that I interview, it's one of those things where it's like, why does she ask the same question? But I get the best answers every time. Did you choose motherhood or did motherhood choose you? Oh, motherhood definitely chose me. That seems definitely. to be the recurring answer. <laughs> it definitely chose me. Like, I don't, I don't know how. How real can I get with your audience? You think it's so real. This is we we put the E on our on our episode, okay? We're ruthless <laughs> out here. So, you know, 
as, as many women do, I have a condition called PCOS, polycystic ovarian <laughs> okay. syndrome, okay. which basically means that my body most of the time produces cysts instead of like dropping little lovely eggs. So from the time I was like 15, 16 or whatever, the doctors were like, oh, well, you know, if you want to have kids, you're going to have to do fertility treatments, blah, 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 probably won't get pregnant naturally. What? So like I, I always knew I wanted kids, but truly for the longest time I was just like, okay, I'll just be adopting at some point. And, you know, that'll be cool. And I'll have my God kids and do all of that stuff. Right. And, you know, after I'm like super successful and made all this money and stable. You, we were on the same, we're on the same plan here. <laughs> right. We were on the same plan. But so here's a kicker. So I had the PCOS. But I've also, since I was about 15 or 16, been taking the pill because it helps to balance out my hormones. Because one of the side effects of PCOS is like your hormones do all sorts of crazy things and like your body doesn't produce as much estrogen as it's generally supposed to or whatever. It's like more androgens or so, I don't know, some of those gins, whatever. It's not Jennifer Aniston, but the gins. <laughs> other gins. Other gins. The gins other that affect gins. your body. Right, right. Not Jennifer Lawrence or any of those people. Other gins. <laughs> but so... Um, you know, I just I've always had this in my mind that that's what was going to happen. So here's a funny story. Right. So in October of 2011, two of my best friends got married a week apart. Mm. OK. In December of 2011 and January of 2012, I had two dreams about little babies. Right. One was about an infant baby. Another was about a toddler baby. Right. And so I called both of them so excited, like, oh, my God, I just had this dream. I had two of them. They're these babies. You're pregnant. You're going to get pregnant. If you're not already, you're pregnant. You're going to have a baby. And I called both of them because this is what made sense logically. Right. Like I was single at the time. Right. So like this is obviously what makes sense Two of my best friends just got married. Y'all are going to get pregnant, have babies. Turns out you they were actually both pregnant. Oh, <laughs> so he's so there's the thing. Right. So they both ended up being pregnant. They had their babies a month apart to the day, to the day in 2012. Both of those children are now my godchildren. But what was crazy is like when they were born, I saw these beautiful little babies, but neither one looked like the baby from my dream. So I was like, okay, that's cool. But at least I knew y'all was pregnant. I knew it. (laughs) You're right. Listen, I mean, I'm awesome. All the (laughs) politics, communication, but I'm just going to go ahead and be like a palm reader from now on. Right. I'm clairvoyant. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Miss Miss Cleo, bless her dearly departed soul. You know what I'm saying? It's like, call me now from the netherworld. (laughs) But so since Miss Cleo was no longer around, I was picking up the torch. Right. I'm, I'm I'm half Bahamian, so we just throw that West Indian, oh, yeah. Caribbean flavor in yes. the mix, right? So that was that. And then you fast forward, though, right? So in the midst, this is a critical part. In the midst of all of this, in February of 2012, I met the person who then came on to be my husband, right? Ah, interesting things have happened. So December 2012, so this is after my godchildren, all this stuff. My mom and I take a trip to the Bahamas and I go outside one day, see this beautiful rainbow. I mean, like tranquil, peaceful, wonderful time, awesome trip, yada, yada. And I go back to uh, DC, just like, man, this is so profound and life is, hmm, life is so different now. Mm. So something's happening. Da, da, da. I don't know. And then, you know, the new year's here and we're living it up partying. Then my birthday rolls around and it's February. Right. And the week or so before my birthday, I was like, Oh man, 
I got the flu again because I'm one of those people who like annually get You're sick like, on my birthday. Oh, it's my birthday time for the flu. Right. You know, annually sick on my birthday. And um, I noticed in the midst of all of that, that, uh, huh, I know I've been traveling a lot. My schedule has been a little crazy. Yeah, I'm sick. But where is my dear friend Aunt Flo? Mm. Where, wherever could she be? And one day, it was like the day or so after my birthday, I was like, hmm, I haven't seen Aunt Flo. And actually, actually, come to think about it, I don't think I've seen her. <laughs> They're like, knock, 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 knock. Have I seen her since 2012? This has been a minute. This has been a minute. What's, what's happened? So I go and take a pregnancy test. Bear in mind, not having a period for a while wasn't foreign to me because again with the hormonal stuff like I could go weeks and weeks and weeks and not have a period and then I'd have it for like 10 days straight or something you know right and that's what I was gonna say maybe you were thinking it's a PCOS right so I was like oh it's PCOS I mean I'm on the pill anyway it's stress it's the cold all of this stuff and it wasn't (laughs) Mm. I was actually pregnant and I was like wait what how did how did that happen and it's that it's that weird (laughs) moment because like you know how it happened. Yes, we, we know like, how. Well, you know, you know, you know how it happened. But it was like, hold, hold up, hold the, hold the hell up. How oh, did, oh my god! Especially when you've been oh, told. Oh my god! Right. That when it's you, not possible. For like fifteen years, you're like, oh, it's not possible. So fast forward the punchline, and this is why the dreams are relevant. So October 9th, twenty thirteen, I have this amazing little kid. Mm. And it was the baby from the dreams. (gasps) Picture that. So when I say that motherhood chose me, (laughs) like this little boy, 100% like chose me. He was like, you know what? You seem pretty crazy. You gonna be my mama. You you gonna be my mama. You the one. I I feel like we could rock out together. You and me. You and me as my mom. I mean, he, and it's so, it's so surreal. Now, some, some people would say like, Crystal, the child has your face. So of course you would have seen him in the dream. Cause you were like dreaming about a baby, but it was kind of about you with blah, 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 blah. Cause he has your face. And like one of my friends is like, Oh, you're making clones now. I'm like, maybe <laughs> <laughs> apparently I am, but no, I mean, it's like he, um, he definitely chose me a hundred percent through and through. And it's been like the most amazing little journey. Cause like, that's my, but he always tells me, he's like, mama, you're my best friend. I was like, baby, you're my best friend too. You Aww. know, but it's like, it's, it's, it's the coolest thing, man. It is absolutely the coolest little thing. That's my buddy. <laughs> I mean, and so this, you know, it's always funny when I'm, I'm catching up with old friends. Cause when, when we, when last I saw you, we were, you're right. Like we were in the midst of like this grind, like we're going oh 100% all the time. I... I'm always eager to hear how you felt that transition was for you, for powerful women like yourself. Like what, you know, you're, you're going all of the time, but then there's this amazing creature that comes into your life. How did you, how did that transition work? Was it in transition at all? You know, I don't want to assume. You know, it, it was, but so here's what, what was interesting to me. I think, um, the biggest transition about motherhood for me was that I wasn't used to feeling that vulnerable Mm. all the time. You Mm. know what I mean? Like when I was in, 
work mode and like kind of single professional black woman kind of mode. It's like there was an air of impenetrableness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I kind of had oh, yeah. and like even some walls that I put up around me because it's like, you know, I'm focused. I'm going to do this. This is what I have to do. It's blah, 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 blah on my checklist. Like yeah. get in, get out whatever and with motherhood it was like oh my god I'm responsible for this little person and nothing else matters as much as this little person you know and it's like you know those early victories of like oh, the baby is still alive it's another day. Yes. Yes. early victories I have, <laughs> I have succeeded today the baby made it through the night you know it's like I, I didn't starve the baby I didn't overfeed the baby I didn't drop the baby you know like all these little things um and then like just the victories of oh, I changed the diaper quickly before he had a chance to pee on me again <laughs> like, like I like, won oh, I won I won I won so I mean that's probably um the biggest transition you know schedule wise and this is I'm sure you experienced this as well where where you're used to um that super chaotic schedule to begin with, yeah. like the whole lack of sleep, it's a different kind of not sleeping now, Yeah, you know, definitely. and it's like, um, it's a, it was just different, but it's like, I was used to not sleeping a lot. I was used to working odd hours to get stuff done because, you know, I've been working, God, I left my law firm in, uh, 2008. Yeah. The end of 2008. And so Ever since then, I've been in this kind of entrepreneurial space where it's like it's consulting, it's, you know, publishing, uh, founding and publishing an online magazine, it's doing panels, it's doing all this other kind of randomness. And so I, um, I was used to a chaotic and unpredictable schedule, but this extra layer of vulnerability tied to this tiny human who was suddenly the center of my universe, even more so than I was the center of my universe, you know, like that was, I think probably one of the biggest transitions for me. Speaking of, of um, centers of universes and this podcast being about maintaining a sense of self, have you found a balance in putting yourself back into the center role or is that even a goal for you? How, how are you working in your, your own personal time and interests and goals? Yeah. Um, th that has been the journey of the last year. Truly. Um, I don't think I realized how much I had forgotten about me mm. until maybe around this time last year, you know, and it was like just feeling so, just utterly burnt out and depleted, you know? And it's like right. all of my victories, for me, the things that felt like victories were all tied to Joshi, yeah. you know, which is wonderful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, it really is wonderful. But at a certain point, and in my case too, you know, I got married, um, like what, I think four months before he was born. Right. You know? So it was like the, the rapid onset of marriage and motherhood just very quickly, you know, I, I, I lost in some ways, you know, while you gain these other wonderful people, it's like, I lost so much of myself because so much of my time and energy was just poured into, you know, 
what it means or in my mind, what it meant to be a good mom or what it meant to be a good wife and, you know, like what it meant to do my work and keep clients satisfied so I can, you know, pay bills, but not making a whole lot of other time for Crystal, whether that's like just rest and reflection, whether that's personal health and, you know, just maintaining me, you know, and making sure that I'm in the best place possible or spending as much time with friends as I would want to or anything like that. And I think around this time last year, really from just a, it it started, frankly, I think from a place of just sheer exhaustion, Mm. you know, like burn. I was like, dude, dude, this is rough. Like I I physically can't do this anymore. Like I physically can't do this. And then, you know, honestly, something clicked for me, um, earlier this year. So, you know, I turned 35 in February and it it was almost girl, (laughs) let me tell you, 35 is so great. That's great. great. So let me tell you, there is a, um, there's a meme. One of my favorite memes on the planet is this frog, right? Laid back on a lily pad with like <laughs> its little hands over his belly. And then the caption says, not a single gram of fuck shall be given today. <laughs> and I think 35 became the embodiment of that meme. My other, my other favorite is like, how is it says I, I have a fucking balance. I either give too many or none at all. Yeah. So it's like, those became kind of like embodiments of where I am at 35, which is, you know, I'm going to do my utmost to be a supportive partner. I'm going to do the best I can to be a good and helpful mom. But really, if I'm not taking care of me, if Crystal's cup is not full, then I can't do those things, you know? So it's been um, over the last several months in particular, just kind of realigning priorities and making more time and space for myself. You know, like one of the benefits of, you know, being an entrepreneur, as I like to say, being an entrepreneur <laughs> is that I have, um, you know, a great deal of flexibility with my schedule, absent meetings or events, you know, that I have yeah. to participate in. And so even restructuring my day so that while Joshie's at school, I can go work out, you know, mm. like I can go to the gym or take a walk and, cooking more at home, which I love to do, but it's also healthier, you know, like both physically healthier and financially healthier Yeah, to cook for myself, you know, like telling people, bump it, I'm locking a door and going to sleep. Y'all Negroes leave me alone. You know, <laughs> like, so being able to establish, um, you know, just some kind of new, new boundaries and centering myself more has been, um, invaluable, <laughs> beyond beyond words and comprehension and I'm feeling like not only feeling more like myself than I had in a while Mm. but I'm actually feeling like oh shoot I'm I'm getting into a good groove like this oh snap I'm starting to feel a person emerging (laughs) oh oh shucks what's what's happening here you know so I mean it's a it's a neat um, place and space to be in. And it's something that, frankly, I think I've just in the last six months to a year really evolved to this place. And it's definitely a journey, um, but I'm falling into it differently. Do you know, it, um, I'm, 
I'm still processing a lot of those thoughts. I'm still figuring out what that looks like. I think I'm doing a phenomenal job comparing to the past, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think back to, in particular, like the time, like the few times that we actually could get our schedules together and meet in person. And I wonder what your Mm -hmm. thoughts are comparing, you know, like the past is the past and it has nothing to do with our future. But I just wonder what do those moments feel like? Like if you could describe the life prior to having Joshi, what would mm-hmm. be a few words that would describe that? And then what were, what would be few words that describe you now? I think, um, prior to having Joshi, my, I was very focused, you know, very driven and kind of determined But I think so much of what I perceive to be my value and worth as a person was kind of predicated on, oh, how smart do these people think I am or how well did this event go off or, oh, who's who's, um, you know, trying to talk to me in terms of they're interested in potentially partnering, not the transactional kind of. Like, oh, what's your name? Who do you do? Because I don't like that. Like, if we can't have a simple conversation without you knowing kind of who I am, quote unquote, that I'm, I'm not, not interested. interested in yeah. that. Right. Not interested in that, but definitely so much of, um, I think my, my sense of value and work was, was, was tied to my, my work, you know, and my profession. Whereas now I really step back and it's like, man, you know, I, I enjoy, um, being able to do work that, benefits and supports other people um where i think there's like some some kind of good (laughs) right Right. whether it's like an individual good or a broader social good being created but ultimately i i'm i'm driven by how do i get to spend more time with my family Mm. how do i get to spend more time with my friends you know how do i enjoy what is frankly this blessing of life you know and try not to be so stressed out about things that frankly are very little consequence at the ultimately right yeah because you know? <laughs> that's what I mean it, the reason one I'm, I'm loving that I'm having this conversation with you because you from the day I met you you were always one of those women where I felt like powerhouse right I just love Aww. I love the energy I love the excitement I love the the authenticity which I think is rare um in a lot of people that view themselves as bosses right yeah. Um, so I have a shirt that says "boss, not bossy." I like. I love, yeah, I mean, I keep that. That's that's the truth. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've actually been eyeing a cup that says that. So now I'm even further encouraged. Get it? I know. Get I know. it? But there is something to be said about one. I I think that's why I'm still figuring out a lot of this is because it's not that I'm not clear that what's valuable now, like you said, like spending time mm-hmm. with friends and well. Primarily spending time with this family that you've been blessed with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so fleeting. Even now, I'm watching my little girls. They they started their back at a new nursery, and my youngest is starting her very first day at a nursery today. And I'm like, it seems very small, but it's like this is the beginning. Yeah. You know, next year it's my huge. my oldest will be going off to school. You know, it's just crazy. Um, it's huge. But you know, there is that line where I was so focused and driven by those same things when I remember mm-hmm. us in DC together at that time Mm -hmm. and still being the authentic person, still believing that I'm a good person and truly genuine, but having so much of my value dependent on what other people thought of me. Mm -hmm. 
But then again, I'm so black and white in thinking that now it's just like, well, fuck it. Like, just flip table. Like, what? what's it all for? I'm just going to cut it all off. And, and it's uh, clearly I haven't done that. But it's 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 almost as though it's a daily struggle to figure out why I'm not just flipping the table. You know, one of the reasons that I don't think I'd be genuinely happy just giving up everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder if that's something you, as you've gone through the journey, like if you could talk me through what your thinking was, because I'm still in, like I'm still in that point where it's worth it, but is it? <laughs> that's right. You know what? I I think I mean, I, but I, I I think that's part of the journey, right? That's part of the process, because I, I I feel like all of um, the work I've done to this point has been preparing me for whatever I was really put here for. Right. Okay. Like, so whatever my ultimate purpose is, yeah. I have some ideas yeah. about what I think that may be. But ultimately, you know, until I clock out and hit the pearly gates, who knows if I'll hit the mark or not. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's about kind of translating that drive and that energy in the past and directing it towards things that are ultimately like more, more meaningful. Right. Mm. And I feel like as you progress through these different phases of life, certainly in my case, motherhood has put a different spin for me on what purpose and meaning yeah. really look like, yeah. you know, cause before I think when I would say, Oh, I want to do good in the world. <laughs> and I want to, you know, like, I want to help people. I want to tell stories that matter. It was almost in a kind of abstract way, right? Because it's still framed through the lens of, frankly, my own selfish kind of worldview and opinion almost. Yeah. And I think something in the way of motherhood gave me different perspective about why any of this stuff matters. Like, so why is the environment important? Well, cause I don't want my kid to develop three eyeballs. Mm. You know, and it's like, and I, I want my grandkids to be able to breathe air and hopefully still live on earth, you know, unless Elon Musk comes up with the technology you know, to, to get, get us on Mars. <laughs> but I've, I've seen Elysium and all these other movies. I don't know if they're taking the colored folks with them. <laughs> <laughs> when the when the colony gets started on Mars, because we done jacked up Earth so bad, I don't know if my people go. <laughs> It'll be a hierarchy. We wonder what the hierarchy you know, will look like. But <laughs> You know, like, I'm, I don't know. Earth may become the ghetto of the solar system. <laughs> and we we going to continue to be disenfranchised in interstellar ways. Um, so, so, so that is where <laughs> you're a fool. <laughs> I never thought about it like that, but you gave me something else to panic about. Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just saying. Kate, take I'm, me with you. Look, I'm, I'm just saying. But, you know, so I mean, it's like things matter differently now. And so it's like, okay, so how do, how do I legit invest my time and energy in ways that are going to create uh a better world, a better part of the world, better piece of the world for somebody. You know, I have no illusions that I am anybody's (laughs) salvation, savior, Messiah. But I think if I do my little part and you do your little part and somebody else does their little part, enough people doing their little part, like, you know, we could actually make a big change. Mm. And so I think that's a lot of where my energy is directed these days. I'm pausing just because I'm, this is, 
It's good. It's good. It's helpful. And I, I you know, sometimes you just got to stay silent. Just got to let, you got to let that Listen, one happen. You know what? <laughs> stay silent and be still. Like, you know, I remember, um, so this time last year, I felt like, oh my God, I was at the point of launching this new company that in my mind was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. This is the bomb advocacy platform. It's what's needed. Da, da, da. There's so much use for this. And I was like really hyped about it. And then life happened, you know, yeah. like all of these different intervening events, um, both personal and professional consume my time and energy in a way that I barely had the time to think or yeah. the ability to think much less invested in starting a new venture. And I, for months I was so frustrated. I would beat myself up and it's like, man, you should pull through. You should do this better. Bah, 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 bah. But at a certain point, like, I, I think it was probably sheer exhaustion. Don't even let me act like it was some yeah. sort of enlightened anything, but just like sheer exhaustion. I was like, you know what? I can't even give a fuck like that. <laughs> I <really> can't like, <laughs> I just need to put one foot in front of the other, <laughs> deal with what is in front of me and just get through the day. If I can get through this day, then I can get through tomorrow. If I can get through tomorrow, I can get through the day after that. And the more that that feeling set in, mm. the more a calm started to develop around me, the more I was able to listen and just kind of be present in the moment as opposed to like, being so frustrated, like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Da, 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 da. Like my body actually forced me to slow down and was like, oh, for real? You think? Nope. Now, if we could just <laughs> not happen. have our bodies shut down. <laughs> right. Like if right? that could just not be the only right? impetus to get people to learn to slow down. Well, but you know what, though? I mean, I would God, God help me and knock on wood that my my slow down was not any um debilitating health condition yeah but i just didn't have energy yeah you know yeah. and so i would have to sit my ass down thank god because i know like people have I've, I've known especially uh women of color known entirely too many who have developed some serious health consequences yeah. from the stress before yeah. yeah just before they were able to say you know what let me pump the brakes so i knock on wood and you know thank god for for that but truly the the stillness and some of the silence has been probably one of the most beneficial things that could happen to me because it, it forced me to listen, not only to like listen to myself, but to listen to other people. And in listening to other people, I've developed a better understanding how I can serve better. Like, how can I help people better? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is something that I care about. So it's like, OK, if I said that this new idea, this new company is about serving people, how are you going to serve people if you don't know what they need, mm. if you don't know what they want? You know, so like sit back and listen and pay attention and then all sorts of other ideas and layers kind of flow on top of that. So I, I know you you probably said in a different way, but one of the things I'm hearing you say is, um, uh, did you ever feel like you were running out of time with this idea that you had? And because of motherhood, I felt like I was running out of time. Um for a couple of reasons. One, I started seeing things that were not this idea, but kind of like similar. a little bit yeah. similar start to pop up. I'm like, oh shit. Oh no. There's no one. Come on. 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 Come on
then finally, you know, it said, hey, guess what, dum-dum? That means the time is right. The climate is actually ripe for something like that now. Mm. You know, because it's like with new ideas, it's always tricky being kind of like the first one out because it's like, what the hell is that? That ain't going to catch on. Yeah. You know, so it's like I I, I felt more like um, I saw a space evolving that I wanted to be a part of. But I couldn't be because I had two other businesses to run. I have a family to take care of. I, Only. You know, it was like all the all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, we'll figure that out at some point. We'll figure that out. Well, with, with your um, 30 Fabulousness and the art, and I know you're reading The Soul Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? I'm oh, my curious. God, it's so great. Um, and be clear, I'm listening to the audiobook. Oh, wait, don't even let me first of all, like I'm reading it. <laughs> first of all, I need you to calm down. I've read so many books this year because I found out about Audible. Okay, I had a friend try to play me and said I wasn't reading. First of all, Audible, you need to come be a sponsor for this show, okay? Because we're about to give you a free shout out. <laughs> I've read so many books because of Audible, and I am so proud. One of my friends tried to say, you didn't really read it. I was like, to hell I didn't. Okay? Oh, my God. I was no, speed walking and reading it. You I'm, did. I'm claiming it again. Oh, you know what? The other book, see, I have it packed already. I was going to show it. You know what you do need to read? What's that? Um, oh, what? I just forget the name of it. Stephen Case's book, uh, The Third Wave, Fourth oh. Wave. Something about a wave. I will case. Sorry, we will, butchered it. I will Google butchered it and it. put it in the show notes. That I so will do. good. Okay. Google it. It's it's on point. You got to read that. Another one but that I did, I'm going I, to read. I did turn those paper pages. I turned Ooh, those paper no, pages. No, no, no. That's not happening. Yeah. Now I have Audible. <laughs> you said, why bother? <laughs> why bother? <laughs> but with that said, if you could give me a little, give me give me three things that you're not giving a fuck about right now. Uh, three things that I am not giving a fuck about right now. <laughs> Only three, huh? <laughs> hey, you got more. I didn't Only want to put pressure on three. you. It doesn't even have to be your top three. It could just be the first uh, three. You know what? What? Okay. So one thing, and see, it, okay. It's hard to say this <laughs> just, and not sound like an asshole, but it's not. Let it rip. Well, yeah. It, it's um top on the list is what other people think. Oh, right. <laughs> So, <laughs> you're so crazy. I'm taking for the. I always like to pull the curtain. Kate and I are always putting the, pulling the curtain back. I'm sitting here writing notes, and I was like, right, just drop the pen. That's the best one." Yet. So, and what I honestly, what I mean, it's not that I'm trying to be a brazen ass or that I'm disrespectful to or disregarding other people's feelings or anything. But what I'm realizing is that what other people think about me on a day-to-day does not impact me or alter my life more than what I think about myself. Girl, can you repeat that? <laughs> He's so crazy. You, <laughs> He's so crazy. Yes, I needed to hear that today. Oh, God. Is that somebody pulling an organ in the background? But no, you know what? Seriously, because like I can't, I can't tell you how many countless hours oh. probably compounded into days and weeks and months and maybe even years I've wasted. Oh, does this person think I'm nice? Do I meet up their standard of approval? Am I too fat? And am I too thin? Am I cute enough? Am I smart enough? Am I this enough? Am I that? And it's like, you know what? 
I am enough exactly how God created me. You um, can take that or you can leave Just for the record, though, you know, I know you don't need my <laughs> approval, but you are absolutely cute enough and fabulous enough. You, Everyone can't I'm see just, all this goddessness you're giving you me. I'm going to just take you with me. I'm going to just carry you with Listen, me everywhere all that go. goddess hair you got going on today. Okay? Girl, it's so fabulous <laughs> right now because I don't have to comb this head for nothing for a month. <laughs> Number one it's is great. what other people think. So what, what? what's two more? Give me two more. Yeah, two more. Um. I will say two more. One is <laughs> Josh, Joshie's little wild out tantrums. Ooh. Um, I used I used to get very frustrated, like when he would just go. <laughs> I don't mean to be disparaging to anybody, so I apologize in advance. But when he would just go white boy crazy, just like fall out in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> And like, cause like, honestly, like culturally, like I just never, I never saw like black kids spaz out like that in the way that he would, you know, I was like, Oh, this is, this is some new shit right here. Like, wow, (laughs) you, (laughs) you are on one. And I think what used to frustrate me more than anything was this idea that like, Oh my God, what if somebody sees and thinks I'm a bad mom? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, she can't control her son. She, and it's like, you know what? First of all, my child is an angel, truly 85, 90% yeah. of the time. Yeah. You know, and, and I think at a certain point, I realized, okay, when he's spazzing out, he just doesn't know how to fully express what it is he wants and needs. Yeah. So, like, whereas yeah. I used to get like really anxious about that. Now, when it happens, I'll just like kneel down with him or I'll pick him up and put him on my lap and I'll just be like, take a deep breath. And it's so cute because, like, he be trying extra hard to like breathe in and out through his nose. He close enough, he's like, <sighs> and I'm like, okay, you feel better? He's like, yes. I'm like, tell me what you need. What's wrong? And then he just talks to me. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, so like, if you could just, t-. I'm like, what, what was the stuff before? Yeah. Why? He's like, because you weren't listening. Yeah. You know, and so like that, that insight from him was like really um profound because it's like okay first of all he's three he's gonna spaz the fuck out that's what three-year-olds do you know <laughs> like that that's what they do you know and right. it, it happens so so infrequently that's like oh okay and when he does like truly within about three minutes of whatever meltdown we talk about it and I understand what it is. It's, oh, I miss you. I don't want you to go out of town for work. I want oh. you to take me with you to the grocery store. I want another story. Can I get another hug? Like there's always a very rational yeah. explanation behind it. And I think, you know, I, I don't know if it's parents generally or adults generally, but I, I think that at a certain point, we have a tendency to kind of like steamroll kids mm. and we'll be so focused on what it is we want to do and what we're trying to get across that we don't really listen. And so I actually have begun to appreciate those moments of like utter insanity because it's like, OK, that's going to be a bit of a reality check for me. Yeah, um, because I, I'm not communicating properly. Like I can't put the onus on you. You're three. You don't know no better. I'm yeah. 35. I should I should yeah. know how to communicate a little bit better. Um, so I think that's that's one of them. And then my third, what I'm trying not to give a fuck about. Um, so, OK, another thing that sounds weird, <laughs> but the future, 
right? So that, Get that out of my mean, head. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't have a plan. That doesn't mean I don't have ideas for things I want to do or stuff I'm interested in. But I'm really trying to enjoy the present moment more and not create so much anxiety about the future or, frankly, the past. You know, it's like I um, I have a tendency to get real caught up in the shoulda, coulda, wouldas or the what ifs. So much so that whatever that moment is that I'm living in, it's real easy to gloss over, mm. you know, Um and so I think trying to care a little less about the future, um, definitely trying to care less about the past. You still acknowledge it, right? Because right. I feel like you can't totally ignore the future or else you're going to keep repeating, you know, the same kind of mistakes, right? <laughs> but I think you can acknowledge whatever it was in a kind of emotion um, neutral, right? excuse me, emotion neutral kind of way and be like, you know what? Okay, yeah, that was that was dumb. Like somebody fucked up or I fucked up or we yeah. all fucked up, you yeah. know, collectively, uh, this is collect- collective. Fuck up. <laughs> we, we're not, we're not going to talk about the ways in which America collectively <sighs> fucked up, but, um, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Another conversation. We don't even have to, we don't even, we don't even have to do that right now. Um, but you know, so yeah, just trying to, um, care less about, future and past and just be like so what is this moment that i'm in and how do i make the best of it how do i enjoy it live in it maybe even roll around and revel in it a little bit mm. um and just be present you know so be present with my, my peoples with myself and just roll from there i am so encouraged by you it is <laughs> It is amazing and exciting just to, I mean, that's what these conversations are about. It's, it's realizing that the things that we're thinking in our head oftentimes aren't the only, we're not the only people feeling those things. No, no, we're not. And I think we're so much more similar than we are dissimilar, you know, but there's something strangely, well, no, I think as humans, we probably incorrectly empower ourselves by making like this false otherness right like i'm better than you i'm rich you're poor i'm black you're white i'm you know i speak english you speak spanish whatever you know like we we try and put um so many differences between us and i think we actually oftentimes define ourselves in opposition to one another or other things right and so that creates a very isolating um an isolating kind of dynamic, right? Versus you say, you know, we're all people. We're, in this context, we're women, we're moms. You know, chances are we probably want a lot of the same things. You know, we want to feel respected. We want to feel validated. We want to feel loved. We want to feel like somebody else can carry the weight for us when we just want a damn nap. (laughs) You you know, it's like we we want somebody else to cook the dinner or take out the chair or do whatever. You know, it's like we want that support. We want the same kind of nurturing that we try to provide our children to our families. And so I think if we start looking at it that way, right, it's like, you know, it's not so much about how are we different because there are superficial differences, right? Even on like an economic sense, like, yeah, somebody may have a ton of money, right? Like Oprah may be a multi-billionaire. I am definitely (laughs) nowhere near that. But I would venture to say, like, if we actually sat down in a conversation, there'd probably be a lot that she and I could 
could relate to really, from right. one another. You know, it's like her her money has bought her access to a, a world of experiences that I'm sure my mind can't even fathom right now. Right. But ultimately, when it comes down to simple human emotions, joy, sadness, you know, comfort, fear. Yeah. It's all, all the, the same. same. It is all the same. You know, it's all the same. Well, I'm going to I'm going to pretend to take your advice from earlier and uh was it stay silent and be still cuz you just wrapped that up real nice for me. <laughs> um but the one thing I will ask you to do because it's perfect that we did not get to talk about you clowning me on not watching Game of Thrones. So we didn't even have to touch on that. She's giving me the epic side eye right now. But you can't get rid of me. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I know. It's questionable. While you're evaluating my friendship because of this. I, I'm just going to sigh loud because I love you deep. I'm not even going to judge you, right? See, I was just talking all that Pollyanna kumbaya <laughs> shit about how we are more the same and different. So I'm not going to say nothing. And then you go cutting people up because they don't know who Khaleesi is. Okay. Right. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about your choice <laughs> to not uh, well, how watch about Game of this? Thrones. How about this? I'm just going to tell you how much I love and appreciate you, how incredibly proud I am of you, how ecstatic I am that we were able to reconnect. I remember, you know, for all the fabulous things um, you, you said about me, I, like I, I distinctly remember the mark you left on me like, wow. This chick has her shit together. Okay, she's gone. You know, look. Before real talk, before uh, Darth Cheeto messed it up, I would have pegged you as like the next black president. Uh, but we ain't getting no more. Than we, you are. We kind. not getting. We not getting no more than listen, for a while. Listen, we've got we a lot of work. Like you no said, more. small movements and combining them together. <laughs> so you and I just got to keep our our our, our missions going. But yes. most importantly, yes. as we wrap this up, you need to tell everyone that's listening that has fallen in love with you, like I did <laughs> so long ago. Where can they find you on the interwebs? Let's know. Oh my gosh, I'm everywhere on the interwebs. No, you know, honestly, so the best places to find me on the interwebs are on Twitter. That's at Crystal High, K-R-I-S-T-A-L-H-I-G-H. Um, I have two Facebook pages. One is my personal page. And then I have a public page. I want to say it's under like Crystal Taylor and then Crystal High Taylor. We'll find you. Something like that. You can find me. I'm on <laughs> Politic 365. I'll be, I'll be there. And as soon I'm as she's got little <laughs> dabblings happening, there might be a newsletter coming out with all of her her political, entrepreneurial, maybe even mommy musings. So all sorts of good stuff. We will all keep all of, of our listeners, uh, you know, keep them peaked and ready for when that comes out as well. Awesome. Crystal, oh we love you. I love you. We have to have a party. This You've given me a reason to cash in some sky. No, Southwest doesn't do sky miles. That's Delta. <laughs> what What are my rapid rewards? Oh, my God. I have so many Southwest freaking flyer miles right now. <laughs> it's it's like crazy how many uh, Southwest frequent flyer miles well, you, I have. We need to so. figure it out. We got to work our miles together to get to the same place at the same time. We have to, I'm, I'm coming to London. I'm coming to London next year. Listen, make I'm it coming. happen. Let's make I'll it happen. There. I'll be there. I'll be right on your couch, too. That, listen, Dowdy, Dowdy and Jossie will have like a whole play area. Done. There you go. This is how this, how you, this is how you con your friends to come to be like, what, your baby can be my baby. <laughs> 
I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at your time, and you've got to go pick him up. I sure am. I'm about to go throw on these flip flops and go get this baby. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, ladies, please listen to this episode. Give us your feedback. Let us know, and we will talk to you next time, mamas. Hey, mamas. Did you like the show? We hope you did. And if you did. Please go to Apple Podcasts right now and give us a five-star review and give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, all at Go Ahead Mama. Check out our website, www.goheadmama.com for all the things that we're thinking in our head but haven't said in our podcast. And if there's anything that we can be doing better or topics that you'd like to hear, give us an email at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you, mamas. Love yourself.